Hey, thanks for signing up for the Public Beta Podcast. It is May 8th, 2020. It is Friday. Your host this week, myself, Lee. I am joined by Reed. What up? So uh, we were graciously given uh, the majority, if not all, uh, of the day off today, uh, which is nice. Reed, not how have me. you been spending your your boon of time? Well, it's my turn uh, to take care of some business on the weekend. <laughs> like a, we'll just leave it at that. So I basically have to do. I continue to have to work the whole weekend. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you didn't work this morning. No, but like I still have to log on intermediately to do oh, a bunch good. of work. Me all too. Day. All right. Well, let's just let the fucking wind out of those sails. Yeah. Then, why don't we? <laughs> uh, what uh, What have you been playing this past week? Well, I'm continuing to play Skyrim again, of course. Um, oh Jesus! Just having fun experimenting. So, like, I started this character two handed alteration Nord. I was going to be like, you know what? I never do the main quest. I'm going to do the main quest. I never get any shouts because I don't give a fuck. But I'm going to get shouts this time. Oh, dude, the shouts are like. Some of the replayability is just in how goofy some of those shouts get. Yeah, I know. I really should, but, like, I get into, like, this bad habit of, like, I hate playing as, like, the Dragonborn, so, like, as soon as I escape Helgen, I'll just never start that shit, so I'm never called the Dragonborn. You can, <laughs> uh, you can kayfabe it where you're just, I mean, these are, if you were a two-handed alteration Nord, having the ability to use these powers, regardless if you want to actually go through with saving the world, being able to shout at someone and fire them off of a mountain. <laughs> no, but, like... Uh, but, like, I, I'm always way more interested. I'm like, you know, I'd rather wait, go do, like, Dark Brotherhood. I'd rather go do Dawn Guard, especially, um, before I'll do any of that shit. Anyway, started Fair this, enough. I started this fucking character, and I, I like to do really roleplay stuff, so I only like to do things within the bounds of the character I've created. Um, so I have this pure Nord, good person, battle-hardened warrior, and I go into this fucking quest of Markarth where this priest for the Hall of the Dead's like, there's some fucker that's eating all our dead. Can you go in there there and figure it out? I'm like, all right, sure. Is the one where they frame you? No, no, no. That's, you're thinking of the the uh, Forsworn conspiracy. Oh, yeah, yes, I am. Yeah. Um, So anyway, you go into this Hall of the Dead and this fucking chick disappears out of nowhere and she's like, hey, do you want to be a cannibal? And there is no option to say fucking no. That's just like the werewolves with the Fighters Guild. You're forced to become a werewolf to continue. Yeah, but um, I didn't realize this at the time, but apparently um, you could have simply just exited out of the conversation. Oh, just push the circle button? Yeah, and then she would have became hostile and attacked you. And that's the only way to fail this quest, all right? And this is very important. And this is the only time to do it. Um, But I didn't know that. I've never done this quest before. Like, I, I... Never got on my way to do a lot of the Daedra quests, because a lot of them just seemed like fucking whatever, who gives a shit. So you accidentally became a cannibal? Is that what yes, this is? Yes, I accidentally became a cannibal, is what I'm getting to. And I couldn't <laughs> kill her, I couldn't kill the dude I had to sacrifice, I couldn't fucking fail the quest in any way anymore. I was so pissed, and like I kept trying it in my head. I'm like, you know what? I'll just kayfabe it. I'll just say it never happened. If it, you know? Can't, it's just a can't you do, Okay, hold on. Hold the fuck on here. What? So this is the super complicated version of the, I, I don't want there to be a button press where the battle is won for me, like in those Final Fantasy remakes. This is the complicated <laughs> version of that, where it doesn't matter if to you, you just never interact with it again, but you'll know it's there. No, and, but uh, this is different, because this isn't a game mechanic, this is like a part of my character's like personal fair. history now. You can't reload a save? No, I did. Okay, I, I also have another bad habit of really only using quick saves in Skyrim because it's quick. 
What about like uh, you can do the the auto save no, upon I, like entering I, a building? And... I turned those off so long ago because I hate oh, how my characters save. Because I have so many characters, right? I hate how my saves Listen. got so cluttered. So you did nothing to protect yourself, I and now you're an accidental cannibal. Yeah. So <laughs> then I had to delete the character because I couldn't. I, it bugged me too much, so I deleted the fucking character. Did I tell you I'm forming a band called the Accidental Cannibals, and our uh, <laughs> first album is uh, Two-Handed Alteration Nord. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, uh, in Oblivion, my first character I uh, spent any amount of time with, like my first character I broke the glass ceiling with in that game, was a two-handed alteration Nord. So The first character Thank I you. usually <laughs> always play in these kinds of games, especially Elder Scrolls, is a dual-wielding orc, if I can. If I don't have yeah. dual-wielding available, like in um, Morrowind and Oblivion, I'll just use like a two-handed sword. Yeah, but, at this uh, point... Uh, I'll even, like, if I'm going to play Skyrim again at this point, I would even be, like, fire up the game, hand the controller to my wife even at this point, and be like, design me a character and give me a backstory. And just just to give you, like, a starting point. Because the first bits of the game, where you go and what you do, I mean, if you're just playing the game to play the game, you're going to go through the same fucking motions every time. Uh, but if she gives you, you know, uh, that's the kind of shit I do to, to freshen up Skyrim. Should, I mean, come on, this many years on, is it that unheard of that I guess they wouldn't want to, you know two steps forward, one step back, but release more con- official content for Skyrim. They did the modding thing the, on consoles, and yeah, I guess they figured that'll do. Yes, like, you can download, like, whole quest lines and stuff off the modding stuff, so it's not whatever. I mean, like, there's so, like, even a guy like myself who has played fucking hundreds and hundreds of hours of Skyrim, there's still so many quests I haven't done just because I don't go out of my way to do a lot of things. So, like, for this playthrough, I started another fresh character that's basically the same two-hand alteration, but I added some other stuff. I, going more of a smithing route, I added all, uh, restoration, etc. Um, and I'm going out of my way to go to fucking uh, towns or holds I normally don't go to, and going into houses and talking to people and seeing what's going on. And I'm, Have account- you, uh... I'm encountering a lot of quests I haven't before. Have you ever done the, like, Civil War quest all the way to completion? I did it, like, I've done it, like, twice, I think. It's not... Yeah. It's not great. Um, the but, I mean, you get the cool big battles at the forts and stuff. Yeah, that are but those funny. aren't even big. It's, like, four guys. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. They're trying, okay? They don't yeah. even have fucking ladders um, in that game. So anyway, uh, I was gonna say, the, the shouts... Uh, like, when you get the, the full-fledged version of the main Fusrada shout, where, like, you actually knock guys off their feet. Yeah. On those fort quests, when there's, like, archers standing, uh, like, on the second floor from you. Yeah, that's You fucking great. do that shout, and you send them flying over the next mountain. It's fantastic. Yeah, or, the, dude, the actual <laughs> best thing to do uh, in regards to the Civil War is you side with the Imperials, you get all the way to the end, and you kill Ulfric Stormcloak. <laughs> and then hopefully by this point you have a hundred in conjuration, so you use Dead Thrall on Ulfric, and you have Ulfric as a permanent follower who constantly Fustro does fuckers. Well, I didn't know that. Yeah. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. Unfortunately he has to die for him to be become this tool. Well yeah, uh, then you just have to side with the Imperials. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, fuck 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 the Nords anyway. <laughs> Skyrim. No, I'm joining with the Nords this this civil war cuz I am planning on doing that one too cuz like I said I've only done it twice. Anyway, let me guess. Someone stole your sweet roll. Uh besides that, I still playing some COD. Um I'm playing some Age of Mythology on the computer with a couple buddies. We Age pl- of Mythology, fuck. Yeah, dude. Wow. Um yeah. I've been playing it off and on with my best friend for phew, over a decade now easily since we were fucking kids. Um so man, yeah. Like, I would say maybe even 15 years. That game came God up damn. before 2005, I think. 
Um, yeah, we play we play a lot. Um, so that's been fun. And then also, I decided for like the fifth fucking time to try to play Morrowind. Um, <laughs> every time I try to play this game, it's always something that just bums me out about it. The Elder Slaves? <laughs> yeah. Um, like, I've always tried to play it off my TV using, like, the Steam Link. Then I tried to use a controller configuration. Then I tried to add some mods to it. So this I think t- it, Do you have an Xbox 360? Because I think it's backwards, man. You could just grab a Game of the Year edition on Xbox and no, uh, try that. I'm having, I'm having fun with it now because I followed a very simple video tutorial guide on how to install the essential mods, like the script extender and the graphics extender. Um, and I am using a keyboard and mouse. I'm being up close and personal with it. I'm really taking my time, and it's actually pretty neat. Um, it's t- like totally different than like playing like Oblivion or Skyrim. That's oh, yeah. that's something so weird to talk about in regards to the series. It's just how fucking how different, but yet the same. All three are well. They're most of a decade apart. All of them, right? So, yeah. uh, have you ever played the? Pre- have you played Arena or Daggerfall previously? I've seen gameplay of both. I've not played either of them, nor do I want to play either of them. As we kind of said last episode, like whatever Elder Scrolls is your first, maybe take one step back from that just to peek your head in. But other than that, you're good, kind of thing. Yeah, like I'm, <laughs> I'm having fun with Morrowind. Um, I think no, that, not at all. I think the things that are going to bug me out about it, and I'm probably I could probably fix them with mods now that I have a pretty decent understanding of it. Is like I wish there was fast travel. Like I I get the whole walking thing is cool f- for lots of people. Yeah. Um, but there's at some point where it's just it's the Red Dead problem. I don't want to fucking walk no more. Just let's, let's let's go. <laughs> Isn't that a, a a song off the al- the OST? I don't want to fucking walk no more. <laughs> I don't want to fucking walk no more. <laughs> um, well, uh, I got down to some business with Streets of Rage 4. Uh, I just beat that game ye- yesterday, two days ago? Oh, Who knows? Shit. Time? What's time anymore? What, what are is, the days of the week? What is time? Uh, Streets, of, Streets of Rage 4 uh, is out. It's made by uh, one of the guys' names, Lizard something. Uh, .emu put it out. They're the guys who uh, restored Windjammers, and I believe are putting out the new Windjammers as well. Uh, the art style, of course, all hand-drawn sprites. Uh, the brand new soundtrack in the game. Uh, the four characters are Axel from the original games, Blaze, uh, Cherry, who wields an electric guitar, and then Floyd, who has two giant jacks arms. Uh, I have played all the characters except for Axel. I started with uh, with Blaze. If you have not played Streets of Rage before, it is a side-scroller beat-em-up. You can play two players, I think. I don't know if you can go more in this, actually, come to think of it. Maybe you can. Um, but uh, you have your pretty standard uh, like combo moves. In this game, they have more of a, ca- a combo mechanic. You feel like you're really locking guys in like fighting game style. If you cross another player's path while you're walking around, you like auto-grapple them. At which point you can either uh, just start slugging them, or you can uh, choose a direction and like suplex them and do stuff real quick. Uh, it's very, very like crunchy and feels good. The game, here, here it is. The game is fun, uh, and that's kind of all they needed to do with this. Uh, Streets of Rage 2 is my resounding favorite. Uh, the only thing that it, people were talking about this game letting them down was the soundtrack, uh, wherein they got the original guy. I don't know if they he worked on all of the tracks. It's trying really hard. And I would, by no stretch of the imagination, say that this is a bad soundtrack. Uh, only the best parts of it are when they are directly referencing the old music. Uh, but some of the some of the new tracks are great. This game has one of the best elevator levels, which is a staple of the beat 'em up. Reed, do you have a history with the beat 'em ups? Did you, did no, you play any back no, in the day? No. Turtles in Time, Sunset I've, Riders. I've played a little bit of, I think, the original Streets of Rage on Genesis with my buddy, but like never, like. 
Never <laughs> fucking never. Like, Final never fight, finished nothing. it. Never. No, I have no interest. Uh, it's, yeah. It's so too fucking. Uh, uh, I'm too much of a fucking weeb where I like stupid, uh, stupid stats and numbers and shit. Yeah. So in the beat 'em up, uh, really, it, it, it's an ar- it's an arcade genre in that you are really just going for a high score uh, and seeing how much you can dominate it. So the idea of replaying a level. Uh, and that's another thing about this game, is the difficulty is very fair. On normal, uh, around stage 5 or 6 or so, I would get the boss to a sliver of health, and then I was, like, phoning it in. I don't know what the fuck was wrong with me, and I'd end up losing. I'm like, that, it, just like Dark Souls, uh, you, like, when you get really close to slivering a boss at the end there, and you're just like, man, that was my fault. Uh, which is what I always look for in any skill-based difficulty. Uh, so I was switching characters up. And uh, each character has, like, your standard combos, as I was saying. You have another button that does a special that has different uh, connotations if you're in the air or on the ground. This takes up your health, but as long as you get a combo score before you are struck, that health is actually given back to you, so it's a risk-reward. Another big thing in beat-em-ups is you punch a character off the screen, and they just hang out off the screen where you cannot go, and then they sneak up and punch you from off the screen, and that's bullshit. And all beat-em-ups have that, except this one, where the characters actually bounce off the corner of the screen, you can keep comboing them. It's good fun. Uh, lots of good bosses. Uh, Twelve stages, a little long in the tooth. The, the stage design itself, I thought, was very good for a beat-em-up. This is very promising. This was a very good game. I ended up leaning on Floyd a lot. Uh, he's very powerful. I, I figured out some cool, cheesy combos I could do repeatedly with him. Also, when he picks characters up, he doesn't just do a move. He can carry them around. Uh, and like Venom in the Maximum Carnage beat-em-up game that I can't believe you haven't played, or Separation <laughs> Anxiety, uh, which you would probably have a lot of fun with, uh, you like bash them together over your head. And there are other stages where there are straight-up cliffs and stuff. So when you can pick enemies up and whip them off uh, ledges, it's it's good fun. Are I was you having just a great saying time. that because you and me are huge marks for Venom? We're big Venom marks. Man, do you know how cool it was as a kid renting a game and being able to beat up infinite gangsters as Venom? You know how fucking cool that is? Man, those games are sweet. We should uh, we should play. That I sometime. did do that technically in Ultimate Spider Man. Kinda, yeah. Oh, I guess so. Like the PS2 game, Ultimate Spider Man. Fuck yeah. Okay, I don't think I ever played that. Really? <laughs> yeah, I did play uh, like Web of Shadows and the later 3D games. No, Ultimate Spider Man was legit. Uh, you could play as Venom, and instead of him web swinging, he just had like a Hulk jump. So you'd build it up and just. Bleh barrel over the entire city and then you'd find gangsters and you just swallow them up like Cthulhu style with tentacles <laughs> and uh, then you fought Wolverine a lot as Venom and uh, interesting yeah it was pretty neat in uh, in Web of Shadows there is a Wolverine covered in Venom how about that shit ooh neat yeah edgy uh, did you ever play <laughs> it completely left my mind oh Prototype no I did not so Prototype was like kind of a not post-apocalyptic, but, like, major event going down in a big city, and you were basically, like, a soldier or guy who had, like, the basically the Venom symbiote, and you could become other people and, like, swallow them and do all this kind of crazy open-world stuff. Yeah. And it launched at the same time as Infamous, and there were, like, huge community battles over which game... It's like, oh, man, Prototype, so dark, man, you're, like, eating soldiers, bro? It's fucking edgy. <laughs> and then Infamous was like, oh, man, the game wants you to be a good guy. Anyway. Infamous is pretty alright as well. <laughs> so, Streets of Rage 4. Uh, great. Check it out. Free on Game Pass. Otherwise, you can grab it on PS4 or Switch. Uh, what else have I been playing? Oh, boy. Uh, I just got to the sewers in Final Fantasy VII Remake, meaning I have completed the Don Corneo 
segment Yo, of the so, game. So how did you like the dancing part? What the fuck was going on? I thought you would love that. Oh, it was it was great in that I had already accepted at that point that this game was Yakuza. Like, it's just <laughs> a Yakuza game, including a huge disco dancing segment. Yeah. Uh, there was a point, I fired up the game last night, and I was already at the point where Aerith was hanging out with Madam M being made up or whatever. They're, like, gluing the dress to her or whatever. So Cloud has to go run a bunch of errands with Johnny. And I played that game for 30 minutes last night, and it was literally just running in circles, delivering things for the pharmacist. <laughs> I'm like, yes. this fucking sucks. That Johnny mission was a fucking fever dream. It's, uh, I think it's, I think Johnny is actually decently funny. Some of the stuff he says. Oh, like, yeah. No, nothing against Johnny. Just against the, okay, this is how we're lengthening this segment uh, was kind of what I've come to. Also, I have this complaint. Uh, and my wife uh, immediately put me down when I said this. Basically, you have to fight two bombs in the Coliseum as Cloud uh, for the stable guy after you help. Also, can we talk about that stable dude? The fact that he's supposed to be this gruff cowboy guy, but he's got this, like, dumb patchwork chocobo vest. I know. Like, I was thinking the exact same thing. I'm like, look at this fucking guy. He's dressed up like a goddamn kid on Halloween. You know oh, what I mean? Either cloud. Yeah. Kind of, uh, sounds, sounding like Sam Elliott. He just looks like Woody yeah. from fucking Toy yes. Story. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> it. He is Sam Elliott, but dressed like fucking Woody. It's ridiculous. Uh, so you go to fight these bombs, and I had Elemental uh, equipped with Thunder. And I'm I'm sitting there, and I'm just like, well, shit, if I would have had any idea that I was fighting fire elemental monsters, I would have equipped ice, obviously. Uh, and there's no way to change your materia once a battle has begun. So it's either reload your game or deal with it. Well, of course, that, I just dealt with it. That, that, that's been the case since original Final Fantasy VII. Um, I mean, fair. Is, but in this case... The, wait, Lee. That's the case yeah. for all JRPGs, is that you go, into, case, a, now, is that you go into a boss... And you go into new enemies not knowing their weaknesses, and you might not have the equipment or magic you need to deal with said enemies. Okay, listen to me. You and my wife are just going to make a fan club and just be like, get good fan club. <laughs> uh, but what if I had gone into that battle with fire equipped as my elemental, and now suddenly my physical attacks were healing my enemies, and I had no magic to cast? I what would be if you did that in any other moves. JRPG? I don't think... This is not a problem exclusive to Final Fantasy VII Remake, <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. This is a, pro- right, this is a problem for most JRPGs. I had no options. There's no one else in my party. Here I am fighting these bombs. And I'm like, man, I would really wish... I could equip my ice materia instead. You're right. You can't do that in the original Final Fantasy, so but, therefore, yeah, it's like, I can't it's do like, it in what's, what's the compromise here, Lee? They let you change materia mid-game, and then you can just exploit the fuck out of it by, like... Hey. Every... Listen, I get it. Yeah, like... there's. <laughs> How about this? Here's a compromise. I'm allowed to remove materia, but not add materia. Yeah, sure. Why not? Why okay. not? Get Square Enix on the phone. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so the dance sequence, uh, spoiler alert... Cloud uh, stumbles, Aerith comes out and she's dressed all nice, and Cloud is taken aback by her beauty. Aerith says, I got a fucking plan. Uh, We're going to go see Andrea, or whatever, who's a guy in the Honeybee Inn. He's the guy who owns the Honeybee Inn? He's the proprietor? I don't know. Anyway, so you go there, and a bunch of the honeybees themselves. Uh, Did you go to the backstage area when you first get there and you see the teacher from the slums? I did. Yeah. There's, that's a little, a little Easter egg for you. Anyway, uh, and they're like, Cloud, uh, do you want to practice your dance moves? At no point during any of this does Cloud have a question about what's happening. He's just kind of going with it. They teach him some dance moves that are not the dance moves he does on the stage. Uh, he During this huge, elaborate dance uh, segment, Cloud is pushed on stage, 
and forced to dance with Andrea. Uh, it is, it's something. Uh, it wasn't bad. It just seemed forced. It, I don't know. It seemed like they, a lot of the wall market part of that game is very forced. Uh, and that kind of took away from my enjoying of it. Forced. Uh, and, well, no, yeah, forced. And the uh, the goddamn the the fetch quests, the side quests in that area are the most uninspired. Yeah, I in guess the entire you could game. say it wasn't the it didn't have the effortless charm that the original did. Just so because, but then they try to snap back into it because then, like, when you get to Don Corneo's, his dialogue is lifted right from the original game. Uh, and my wife's watching me play this entire segment, so. She's like, is this what Final Fantasy is? And I'm like, this is what Final Fantasy is. All of it. It's, it's all like it's this. It's almost like they're doing it because they feel they need to have that quirkiness, even though it doesn't fit this new tone that the story has. Right. You know what yes. I mean? Yeah. The the side content uh, is a little more uh, winking like, at the camera, we, we, whereas then when it snaps yeah. back to the main story, yeah, it's like we gotta like we gotta have the dick jokes here with them talking about ripping off his cock. Um, uh, yeah, we, uh, Don Don Corneo uh, said something along the lines of of stuffing his dick in Cloud's mouth uh, <laughs> during the scene, and I'm like, oh okay. Uh, but I guess there already was an implied hand job scene, so it's all it's all good. Uh, does Cloud always get chosen in remake? I guess I think right. So that's uh, yeah. that's what I think. Um, what so, dress? Uh, did, what so dress did yeah, Aerith uh, gives that one gangster a unprotected headshot. Uh, so this takes place before Chris Benoit. Uh, oh, wow, his family. Um, so, well, it does. Nineteen ninety-seven. So, what dresses did you get for all the characters? Uh, uh, Tifa was wearing like a sexy kimono. Yes. Okay, that's what I got too. Uh, yeah, nothing so wrong with that. Rod, who we work with, uh, he chose. So that's when you say like when Tifa asks like, "What should I wear?" and you say something exotic or something mature. Yeah. So, Hello? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, so <laughs> you and me chose something exotic, therefore she wore a kimono. Because we're men of men of passion. Yeah, we're men of passion and, and taste. <laughs> uh, Broad chose something mature because he's a degenerate. Um, so uh, Tifa showed up in the classic blue uh, cocktail dress that she does in the original. Yeah. Um, and then if you said something like something sporty, I think she just shows up in a I don't know. I don't know about the third one, actually. It's time to go back. Yeah. Or just we do gotta a go back. search on the internet. Um, we gotta go back. I <laughs> uh, think Cloud, what dress did you get for Cloud? I didn't know that Cloud had different options, yes. but it was like a big blue-purple dress with like a black body and then like pigtails. Yeah, so like I, I think the dress is determined by how much you did, how many side quests you did around town, and then how good you did in the dance. Which is, like, the original, sort of. Kind of. Except there's no hey. al- there's no alternate dresses, it's just... You're Yo, can more- we talk about the squatting minigame? <laughs> yeah, squatting minigame why the fuck fine. does the Why the fuck does the guide disappear? What was the point of that shit? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but yeah, anyway, yeah, I, I thought all the Walmart stuff was pretty fucking great overall. Um... Even though, yeah, like I said, some of it did feel forced, like they were, like they felt obligated, they needed to do some quirky shit. Um, I still liked it. I still like weird, dumb anime things, and this was a lot of dumb anime things. So it was, uh, it was evocative. The they got the feel of the original, where it was just like a really sleazy moment. We just need access to this guy, uh, and then he drops the bomb that uh, Shinra is planning to drop the plate. At which point he drops you into the sewers. 
through a comically large trapdoor. Uh, thankfully, you were all standing on it, and then you fight an Abzu, yeah. and that's where I saved so, the game. So, now that you're here, we can talk a little bit about this, because it might have already happened a little bit by this point. So, another person we work with, Dana, was talking to me about this game, and she was just like, oh, I can't wait till I get to the point where Tifa and Aerith meet. Like, I see all these pictures of them on Twitter, and I ship them, too, and everything. And I'm like, you see, that's something I'm actually kind of disappointed about the remake, is in the original... Aerith and Tifa, while they didn't have like a super developed relationship, they had a very interesting one that was based on respect and admiration for one another. But also, they had a very clear rivalry, uh, not necessarily for the affections of Cloud, but they're both, you know, maybe jealous at, of his attention. Um, and the feeling, you don't get that immediately like you do in Remake. So, like, for instance, their first meeting in the original, um, uh, Aerith is like, oh, is Tifa a girl? And, like, is he a girlfriend? And then when they actually meet physically in, the, in like, the weird sex dungeon thing that Corneo has, <laughs> um, they have, like, another, like, awkward sort of moment with Cloud there. And you don't... I woke Tifa up first in the sewer, and the first thing she asked if, if, if Cloud was fucking Aerith. So I don't know what you're talking about. It seems to all be there, but... Maybe I woke up Aerith first, then. Well, you made the mistake. Made a mistake. Yeah, like I just the impression I got after I the impression I got after I was on the game was that that wasn't as there as much as the original, which I think is a little bit of a shame. Well, yeah. However, yeah. it is redeemed by the fucking awesome bromance that uh, is budding between Red Thirteen and Barrett. It's pretty great. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep playing that game. I'm through the wall market. Uh, but like I said, I think a couple weeks ago now, that game makes me want to go back and finally cap off uh, Kiwami 1 Yakuza because I, uh, I'm i right on the cusp. Anyway, uh, that's most of what I played. I downloaded a ton of shit, and I mean shit, on Game Pass uh, just to just to poke around and see what's in there. Uh, so my, my wife tried the Knights of Pen and Paper. Didn't quite like it. I believe it's a mobile phone uh, transfer. And then she's been playing Two Point Hospital on there. And so I'm like, well, what else, uh, what other simulation games do they have? They have Prison Architect, but that's a little, that game's a little too long on, uh, kind of feels like you're stepping into a game that's like 10 years on and you've missed a lot of what's going on. Uh, and then I, I was thinking like maybe she'd like something like Civ, but that's more of an RTS uh, than, a, than a straight up simulation. There was a really good Jurassic Park uh, simulation, theme park simulation game uh, out around the time of Jurassic World that's really good. Uh, I recommend. Other than that, uh, we played uh, Reliable Delivery Service, which is kind of like a physics engine, gang beastie feeling game where you have all these different vehicles and you simply must deliver packages. Uh, and we were laughing our asses off at that. So as shitty as the presentation of that game is, uh, thumbs up. Moving out uh, the game where you move out is a lot more stressful than Overcooked and really requires someone to just be the foreman and to make calls. And at that point, because you cannot play independently, it is uh, not a lot of fun, uh, I'll be completely honest with you. If you had a group of people that were like serious about setting a high score and moving out uh, and having some fun, great. But as a casual co-op experience, I don't know that I entirely recommend it. Um, and then GTA Online, motherfucker. Uh, I keep looking behind the curtain of what that online mode is. And realizing that, hey, I'm working up to something so that I have this attack copter that's going to make all of these missions I've been grinding completely 
like me, like they're going to be easy. It's just a matter of my time at that point. And I'm going to get paid and everything's going to be great. Me and my buddy cruising around and attack hol- helicopters all across San Andreas. But then you realize you're just making money to buy the next thing that you either won't use. The entire game is still just grinding cash. Yeah. And uh, there's daily stuff you can do. There's casinos you can go gamble in. I man, I think that game is just kind of a catch-all, uh, like faux MMO for people. Um, but the mechanics in GTA. So I fired it up the other day. I'm going on a bit of a tangent here, but follow me because I think you'll agree with this. I fired up GTA Five the other day, and it loaded me into the offline mode. I'm standing there as a bald Michael, uh, and I had beaten the game on PS3 and actually not beaten the game on PS4 yet. So I'm about midway through the story. I'd done a couple heists in the game. Uh, I made all of my characters bald with huge beards in this playthrough, which I thought was pretty great. But I go to this mission marker that's right around the corner. I'm like, I'm going to run a mission in GTA V. Why the fuck not? And the mission is uh, we need to catch these two race cars. Uh, and then Michael and uh, what's the crazy guy's name? Trevor sure. are going to pull up on uh, motorbikes and pull these cars over because we need these cars. I timed the mission. It was 25 minutes of driving as, uh, as like, Franklin, at which point you pull these two cars over. At, you can't actually beat these cars in a race. Uh, you, you just have to keep up with them for, like, 20 minutes of driving on the highway, at which point you then have to chase them down for 10 minutes as uh, Michael and Trevor on the motorbikes. Then the cars pull over, you get into the cars, and I swear to God, you then race back to where you started. The whole thing was 40 minutes, and it was just driving. <laughs> uh, like, no character development. This I, I couldn't have loaded into a worse story mission. And I'm like, you know what? This is what I remember of this game. It's like, oh, time to do a story mission. And while some of them are very creative, uh, I don't know, man. I, I'm very curious of what comes next. Like, I don't know what a GTA 6 even looks like at this point. But I don't know if I can get into a next generation GTA game if it's the same controls, if it's the same sluggish engine. Yeah, I just don't know anymore. That's just the That's way it. it is, man. Video games are over. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Speaking of over, uh, did you happen to watch AEW this week? Now that it's live, uh, I actually did watch uh, the last episode. You see Sammy Guevara get run over by a fucking yeah was, golf cart. That was pretty fucking gnarly. That man's amazing. Yeah. Uh, I have not uh, watched it yet, but uh, if you want to hear my thoughts on it, uh, join me on Sunday. Unless Reed is announcing right here live that he's joining me for the AEW review. Uh, Maybe. I don't know. Okay. That's the kind of commitment we're looking for on this podcast network. (laughs) We'll fucking see. Ask me on the night. Uh, All right. Let's talk briefly about some video game news. And then get the fuck out of here. Enjoy the rest of our Friday that may or may not be off, depending on which one of us you ask at what time of the day. Uh, the Last of Us 2 was leaked by hackers, reports say, uh, that they actually accessed some uh, Sony servers and were able to pull that much late-game data. Uh, there's a whole explanation you can find online, but they are saying it was not internal. It was not a disgruntled, disgruntled, disgruntled employee, uh, that it was old-fashioned hackers. Well, yeah, I, I don't know any sane person who would willingly fuck themselves over like that if it wasn't a disgruntled employee. Who knows, man? There's a... Uh... A lot of people out there. There's people, you know what they're doing? You know what they're doing, man? They're saying, I got turnips, and they're like 550 bells. You come to my town, Stop you drop 300... talking to me about Animal Crossing shit. I don't understand. <laughs> that was my segue. Uh, this is something you can understand about Animal Crossing. That Nintendo reports, it sold 13.41 million copies in the first six Ooh. weeks, which is the fastest selling Nintendo game on the Switch. 
Uh, apparently, 11.7 of that came in the first uh, 11 days of the game's launch. Uh, so Animal Crossing, really, if you're in, you're in. If you already had a Switch, you bought this game when it came out, and that's pretty wild. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, I can't believe it's... Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah man. Uh, sometimes games don't have to be violent with, with shooting. And, I'm not uh, saying they have to be violent. I, <laughs> I play a lot of non-violent video games. So. Listen, I think uh, everybody kind of, whether or not you plan to buy Animal Crossing, at the point in which it was released, seemed like a really good idea to uh, to get Animal Crossing. Yeah, it and, came out, uh, the, it, kind of shitty to say, but it came out at the best time. For it, yeah, yeah, every- and for us, let's. I mean, it's a it's a symbiotic it's a symbiotic relationship, us and Nintendo. Uh, but apparently, a third of their purchases are now coming from digital downloads. So, Goddamn. there you go. Um, still, lots of man. When Nintendo's doing well, man, just can't can't be stopped. Uh, Xbox held an ev- an event yesterday. Did you know? No. <laughs> uh, they they were showing a bunch of video games for the Xbox Series X. A bit misleading in what we were going to see. Uh, the presentation was about launch window games, essentially. Here's what you can expect to play probably in the first uh, year. They detailed their smart delivery system. Uh, the smart delivery is to say uh, that Halo Infinite comes out, let's say, later this year. Read, uh, you're not, you're quite flush with cash at this point, but you have an Xbox One X, let's say. Okay. Uh, you can buy Halo Infinite to play right now, and if you ever do buy the new console down the road, the Xbox Series X, you would automatically have the upgraded version for free. Okay. I went into like a nerd crew almost uh, voice there explaining that. Uh, but So that's the smart delivery system. EA and their infinite wisdom... Uh, when everybody is in D&D is uh, joining each other to attack the mob and the rogue decides to pickpocket one of his teammates, that's EA in all of this, in that, hey EA, what about you? You'd release yearly games. What if someone bought Madden on the Xbox One and uh, later bought an Xbox Series X? What would happen to them? Oh, they'd have to buy it again. Okay, that's fair. Uh, so while the, the console will be backwards compatible, uh, not every game will have smart delivery. Uh, so keep that in mind when buying games. We already know confirmed that Cyberpunk 2077, at least on the Xbox, uh, will... Uh... Are you shuffling cards over there? What's a... Uh... Oh, sorry. One of my fucking cards fell out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they showed off a bunch of new games, though. Uh, they showed some more Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Uh, Bright Memory Infinite, which is a first-person shooter. Call of the Sea. Uh, Chorus. Dirt 5. Madden 21 was revealed. Scarlet Nexus, which is coming from Namco Bandai and looks not unlike uh, Code Vein. Uh, Scorn, which is a uh, horror game. Uh, Geiger-inspired. Uh, I believe there was like a penis wall or something. Check what? it out. What? What? Yeah, now you're, now you're listening. Uh, Second Extinction, The Ascent, The Medium, Vampire Masquerade, Bloodlines 2. Get ready, baby. Uh, and uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon, a.k.a. Yakuza 7, uh, also announced for the Xbox. Uh, so some people criticizing it, that they were kind of misled into what this was. It was really just a reel of, here are some trailers and games being announced, not really a tech showcase, uh, and of course not showing first-party games. So there you go. Uh, Reed, any shout-outs here at the end of the show? Otherwise, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, nope. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> uh, I checked out that YouTuber... Uh, you wanted me to. I, I'm gonna make y- I'm gonna make you pronounce the name. I can't even <laughs> pronounce it. It's Seth. Seth. There, there it is. I, Seth with two S's. Uh, <laughs> YouTuber, 4chan referencer, uh, video game reviewer, 
uh, I finally checked those out at, at your behest, and they're pretty all right. I, I like the I subject matter. I don't get the 4chan shit. I've never been on 4chan before. Okay, good. Don't start now. <laughs> Stay pure forever, Reed. You don't need to see what's going on on 4chan. <laughs> uh, but a lot of the games he covers are uh, RTSs, huge sweeping RPGs from a point in history that I just never had a good computer and never heard of any of these games unless they came to console. Uh, so not only are the videos entertaining in their pacing and most of the humor, uh, the subject matter to me is is like watching someone review video games from another fucking dimension. Because uh, I'd never heard of a lot of the the stuff he talks about on there. Uh, and it's quite interesting, so thank you for the recommend, You're you welcome. son of a bitch. Yeah. You're welcome. All right. <laughs> well, I have a sewer to escape from with my lady friends. Yeah. So uh, and I have so worked, I get down to And that. I have work to do. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I like the parts of the game where after a long bunch of uh, side quests and stuff, they just give you some lengths of hallway to run through and bash the shit out of enemies. Uh, because it's been too long since I punched something with Tifa. And that's a lot of fun in that game and will continue to be so. So, Yeah. That's, uh, that's where we're going to leave it. Uh, listen to Sultans of Slam this Sunday. That may or may not include Reed in on the AEW review. I wouldn't force you to stick around for the big, big show or uh, Total Divas. Don't worry. And uh, you can uh, interact with the show at Tits Iceberg on uh, Twitter. You can comment where you listen to this. Podbean is where we host the shows now. Lee at TitsTheIceberg.com is my email address. For Reed and myself... Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you again next week. Bye.